Hi friends, welcome to the Partnership Podcast, exploring gospel partnership and generosity in the Bible, alongside stories of support raising from around our fellowship. We pray you'll be encouraged by it. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Partnership Podcast, where Helen and I are exploring the Psalms and support raising. So thanks Helen for joining me again today. Hello, good to be back. Let's start just by hearing, Helen, if you're thinking back over your time support raising with us, what, what's one thing that you're particularly thankful for in that time? Um, I think one of the things that uh, having financial partners there means I, I, think I have to think hard about how do I communicate to them, how do I, how do I not just take their money, but how do I actually involve them in the ministry by letting them know what's happening, giving them things to pray about and rejoice in and grieve uh, all of that kind of stuff and not just what's happening in the ministry but what's happening with me because the two go together uh, in, in, in the work I'm doing mm. um, and I just think having to on a regular basis sit down and think about what am I going to send them what am I going to say to them what ha- how do I describe what is happening how am I feeling about what is happening just forces me to to think about it to see a bigger picture not just what I'm doing tomorrow to be grateful to God because I, I, I tend to go negative when I think about things so I, I have unbalanced views on the world um, so I just so I just think a real blessing is my responsibility to them has given me great joy as I think about what God has done because of not just them but because of the work I'm doing um, yeah mm, mm. Well, I wouldn't have picked that you had unbalanced thinking, Helen, because uh, I think of you as a very thankful, joyful person. But uh, thank you for sharing. I think there's, it's so rich, the experience of support raising, I think. So I'm thankful to God for that. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at Psalm 96, which is such a, a symphony of praise and of worship. And we'll begin in prayer. O Lord of glory, you are great and most worthy of praise, the maker of the heavens. We ascribe to you the glory due your name and may your people worship you through offerings of every kind. Please strengthen our partnership thinking as we listen today to this psalm in your glory and goodness and righteousness. Amen. Amen. Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendour and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendour of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Hmm. 
Well, I just was struck as we read that how much what we're doing uh, and what we should be doing in our work, both with our partners and our students, is inviting people to praise the Lord's name and to proclaim his salvation day after day, to declare his glory among all peoples and including the uni students of Australia and the partners Mm. that we have in our churches. Mm. Mm. That because we know this Lord... I mean, that's the background, isn't it? We experience this to be the truth about the Lord. we It's almost like, how can you not speak? If someone this good is waiting to be known, you talk about him. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Sing, well, you sing, you sing, you declare, you ascribe. There's all sorts of ways you do it. Um, yes. But just that, um, it's almost like you can't shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in partnership invitations, we're inviting people to remember something that they already know. We... we usually approaching Christians um, and to reconnect with that commitment as Christians that it is God who is worthy of their praise and their offerings as well Um, Mm. yeah yeah so now I think that's really important right that um, uh, one of the things I've been trying to think about it is if people have money it's going to be spent right Mm -hmm. I mean that's what you do you've got to now that might be savings you're going to spend it tomorrow or you're going to leave it for your kids whatever um I actually think what we do is a good way to spend your money. Mm. But if you've got money to spend, you could do a lot worse than spending it on people going out into the world to declare the Lord's praise. You're doing yes. it in your own life. You're only one person in one place. There's only so much you can do. So what do you do? You, 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 you fund others being able to do that in all sorts of places that you might never get to yourself, but you can help someone get there. Mm. That, that's a good way to spend your money, surely. Yes, yep. And I think that does come out so much in the psalm as well um, later on. But before we get to that, I, I, th- I think you and I, Helen, were just chatting a little bit about verse 5, that all the nations, the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Mm. And just um, I think when we come to Jesus, he's so clear in his teaching that mammon or Wealth is to be viewed in the category of as an, as an idol, um, like Luke 16, that no one can serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and money. And so in our partnership invitations, we are inviting people to remember and to grapple anew um, freshly with, with that truth. Uh, and in that trustworthy relational context that we're usually inviting people to partner with us, to invite them to be generous and to offer their gifts of money and their resources to God um, and I'm, I'm just so struck in my work that how much money is one of our key idols in Australia and it's such a pervasive and socially acceptable and therefore dangerous idol um, mm. yeah one of the things I think that most keeps people from partnering with us is not that we've offered the invitation in a bad way but actually that uh, people worship an idol Christians mm. worship and, an idol and, and I wonder whether our knowledge of that both in our own lives we can be tempted to worship it and our knowledge of, of our community and what that looks like that I think can can sometimes make can make it hard for me to talk about it mm. because you're not meant to talk about how people use their money right because all of a sudden that's confronting particularly Christians right if your conscience is pricking you at some point you don't want to talk about it better not to talk about it let's just hide it no one will notice and so mm. I think that if it's an idolatry in our community and that kind of filters over to us um, we don't want to talk about how we spend our money because then we become accountable for it or we worry people are judging it, 
judging us for it or we're comparing ourselves with them. And so it's best not to talk about it at all Mm. Uh, because I'm fascinated by I can talk with people about how they spend their time, perhaps challenge them or be challenged by them, like it goes both ways. Um, What does it look like to devote your time to the Lord? Um, Mm. I can have a reasonably robust conversation about that and find it a really positive experience because we're even if we don't always agree right we're trying to help each other serve the lord joyfully and fully somehow you feel like you're walking on eggshells like Mm. personally and with other people if you have that kind of conversation about money but theologically right theoretically both of them are just resources given to us by god that that's all they are at one level and yet i can talk about one reasonably comfortably and another I can't, which I think is just this, how I, how strong idolatry is yes. in my fear of my own decision-making and my fears for others and therefore a community norm where you never talk about it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I think it extends even into our teaching on campuses. So um, uh, I, I think Jesus does not shy away at all from talking about money and in the Psalms here, like talking about idolatry, talking about offerings, um, the Old Testament is full of people being called back to to offer the tithes and to offer the sacrifices and the offerings that God is worthy of. Um, and yet it's so easy for us to take a passage that talks about money and offerings and idolatry and not apply it to money, <laughs> that the application becomes about something a bit easier or something that we decide is more relevant somehow to students. But I think, um, oh, I just think we need to keep encouraging people to, to recognise that the Lord reigns and so it's not at all foolish for people to offer their money to him and for his purposes in the world. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. And in doing it, it feels risky because that's what we've been conditioned to think. Um, and so then it becomes, you know, you look at, I was in that verse 1, sing to the Lord a new song. It's almost like there's newness. Um, it's hard to discover the newness if you never do it. Yeah. And so just in... Don't you, I assume that's partially what this means, right? I have something, it's the same God, the Lord reigns, but I've had some fresh experience or learnt something new about him. So I sing a new song mm. because I've got a new story to tell. Hard to do that if, if no one's taking the risk to have the conversation or ask for it. There's no, there's no celebration because there's been no risk. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in verse 8 there's such a clear... Um, connection here between the worship of God and bringing offerings um, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name bring an offering and come into his courts that as we approach him um, we do so with offerings and I think sometimes it's easy for us to think oh yeah that was an Old Testament concept that was how they worshipped God then but now we worship God in other ways we worship him um, with our bodies we have this sense of of, um, the purity of keeping our bodies pure or offering our songs often you know people just say worship is or to speak as though the only way we worship god is with singing but uh i I think there is actually more continuity than we realize so i've i love um paul's words to the philippians in philippians 4 18 when he talks about the gifts that they've sent through epaphroditus and how those are a fragrant offering an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to god and so I think that as we talk about the gifts that partners give to us, we could actually use the same kind of language. It would be entirely appropriate to speak of them as mm. fragrant offerings, acceptable mm. sacrifices, and so much more than in line with what's happening here in verse 8, that the, the people are ascribing 
to the Lord glory and bringing an offering. And is it Philippians where Paul says to them, look, I'm, re- I'm, I'm really good. I've, I'm content with a lot and I'm content with little. I'm actually saying this because it's really good for you to give me money. Yes, <laughs> Isn't that yes, effectively yes. what he says? I don't need it. Se- seeking which, the credit. could come across as ungrateful. But it's actually, it, it hurt. it's for you, people. It's for you. Yeah, credit to their account, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is this offering thing, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I, and again, um, I think with the Macedonians, uh, the Philippians, when in 2 Corinthians 8, when they're offering themselves, they are offering or offering their gifts, they're offering them first to the Lord. And I think here again, you see these offerings that are brought in verse 8 will actually be eaten by the priests or are many of them that will be providing for the priests. Uh, but they are primarily actually an expression mm. of praise and of worship to mm. God. Just like what people offer to us as well. Yeah. 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 Now, what do we think about all the among the nations, among all the peoples? It just seems to be a real emphasis throughout this psalm that you speak Mm. and it's public. Yeah. Well, I think where my mind went with that was just our desire to see God honoured among the nations and the fact that we want to raise up lots more missionaries and to send them overseas and the thing that always strikes me about that is that uh, my hope would be that if every missionary new missionary will raise up which is raising up like another 10 senders people who will give yeah. to them and be generous enough to pray for them and to actually support them as they go because those people won't be who how will they preach if no one sends them mm. so if we do want if this is a vision that excites us um, money is actually going to be involved in that. Mm, yes, yeah, yeah. See, it's interesting. I went to a different place when I read that this morning. Mm. Um, I was thinking about um, what do the people around us often think about churches or Christians receiving money mm. um, and wondering whether they were really suspicious or whether we were, you know, whether I worry that um, I don't want to be seen as someone who's greedy or oppressive and you know is that you know um, kind of cults um, draining people's bank accounts is that kind of the perception Um, and I think it can be a perception and maybe the reality of some some kind of organizations behaving in unchristian ways so I don't know I don't want to write it off but that's not been my experience Um, I I changed I changed jobs or locations, I guess. Changed locations. I didn't change jobs. And I was talking about it with a woman uh, at the gym and, you know, she understands um, kind of the human services sector, right? She works on it. So she realised she's thinking in terms of government funding organisations to do good in the community. That's kind of the box she puts me in. And so one of the questions she asked was, oh, have you got funding? Um, You know, as in she's thinking a, a grant from somewhere. And I said, oh doesn't quite work that way in, in, in a lot of Christian organisations. What, what you essentially do is you talk with people who are Christian, who believe God has blessed them with all sorts of wonderful things, of which money, money and resources are one of them, and you ask them, would they like, would, you know, do they have buy-in to what you're doing? Is this something they would like to partner you with? And so, because you have a common vision, one of the ways they'll do it is give you money. So I said, I take the money with me, if you like, because people have invested in, in this work wherever I'm doing it. Um, mm. She just burst into tears. She thought this was just such a beautiful <laughs> moment of community because she understands that people are really, in her mind, people give very little um, 
yeah. you know, generosity looks like a two hundred dollar donation, which is which is wonderful. And I'm not belittling that, but that's kind of her picture of it. So to actually have people who, for I mean, I've got people who've been partnering with me for twenty years. To have people who would be that committed, she just mm. thought there was such beauty in that. And so I actually wonder whether if we get this happening well, um, people can see this and ascribe glory to God because they think there's such a beautiful cohesion and interdependence that they don't experience that often. So I just I was thinking about that. I thought, I've got to change my view. There mm. is a right way of doing that that is actually beautiful to the surrounding world because it speaks of selflessness and common purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's helpful, Helen. Um, the psalm then moves on to talking again about creation and God's judging of the nations um, and just how good that is that um, that he's going to judge the peoples with equity and he'll judge the world in righteousness and his, the peoples in his faithfulness. Uh, and I, I mean, I just, my heart lifts at the description of how the heavens and the earth and the sea and the fields and everything in them, all the trees of the forest singing for joy, for joy and just uh, rejoicing before the creation. And so again, I feel like, oh, just really good for us to be out in creation. Go for a walk if you're stuck in your support raising. <laughs> but um, just reflecting. I, I, feel, I feel like I must be impoverished because I live in the city. What does that mean? <laughs> I've not really thought about partnership development as being hindered by the fact I live in the city instead <sighs> of the country. So interesting. Yeah, the Adelaide Hills provide many beautiful spots to walk. Um, anyway, uh, you can look in books. I've really enjoyed looking at books of creation. But I think there is something about the creation that helps us to um, to just rejoice in God. Anyway, that's that's an aside in this passage. <laughs> um, but I, I think here just that um, I'm struck by how much this whole thing of biblical worship uh, with all of its generosity and offering back to God what he has given us already, it's it come from him just by how much it's accompanied by joy. And here it's a noisy and kind of all-inclusive joy, but it is it is joy delight celebration um mm. and that's so often the picture of biblical generosity and worship i think that we see throughout the scriptures um mm. and so i i i don't i'm not unrealistic i recognize that support raising can be incredibly draining for our staff and can be a very difficult thing to do and often can plunge people into as we were talking about a couple of weeks ago um, being broken hearted and crushed in spirit but I, I do still think there's a place to say I want for all of our staff to experience a measure of joy as well in what we're doing here. That As you said with the woman um, at your gym, that what we're doing is a beautiful thing and when God's people are generous and joyfully so, willingly, cheerfully giving to God's purposes and just the goodness of that fellowship supporting us, all being devoted to praising God together and declaring his glory. Um, actually, there's just such a goodness in that, that there should be, hopefully amidst the other things that you're feeling, a measure of joy as well. Mm. And mm. I think that leads to the new song because it yeah. just kind of, it just bubbles forth, doesn't it? Because you, what else would you do? Yeah, yeah. But sing. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's a public act at one, you know, because it's vocal. It's vocal. Vocal. Poor grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, we are inviting. This psalm, I think, is inviting us to be public in talking about these things. 
Uh, so I do actually wonder whether being really open about it would be helpful for our broader witness because it would confront, and, and I wonder, it would confront idolatry where we find it in Christian community or where we find it in the world at large and that will create tension mm. and ugliness because things will come into the open. But whether if we could learn to talk about money in normal and natural ways and just not buy in to the idolatry of our community or, or wrestle with it and confess it and repent of it and change, there would actually be a real beauty uh, that would be compelling in some ways in a world mm. that is selfish and independent on, mm. on the whole. Now, I, that's a big generalisation. I, I understand all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I kind of want to finish on that note of just joy. <laughs> but I think there is this note in here that it's a holy, it's joy in our holy God who will judge mm. the peoples. Mm. Uh, and um, I think one no, of No, but the... see, I think, I think that goes with partnership, right? Because yeah. as soon as you talk about righteousness and faithfulness, there's all sorts of things about money is a big player in that. Money is a, a real cause of inequality. Misuse of money, idolatrous use of money doesn't just take away from God. Yeah. It takes away from our community life. You know, so idolatry and you think about ancient Israel and what they really did wrong, it wasn't just idolatry, it was oppression of brother and sister. I think the two go together mm. uh, because this is about you're giving to a, a central purpose and fund which everyone comes into and participates, or you're keeping it for yourself, right? So justice actually makes a whole heap of sense there. That's that's a cause of joy, because it's it's joy that it's it's joy that selfish and selfishness and greed will not carry the day. Yes, praise God, and I I do think yes. that part of the judgment is about how generous we've been, whether we've withheld from the poor, mm. whether we have used our money and our resources. Like in the mm. parable of the tenants, how have we used the things that we've been given to steward? And um, just reminds us of that day when we'll stand before the Lord Jesus mm. with with great joy, able to stand because of what he's done, but also giving an answer for what we've done with our earthly resources that he's entrusted to us, our lives and everything mm. we have. Um, and And... Praise God that he will judge us and that he will judge all peoples with equity. It'll be a just judgment. Wonderful. Uh, Well, let's finish in prayer then. Oh, Lord, we do praise you as the great and true God, the maker of the heavens and the Lord who reigns. And we ask, Lord, that in your justice you would judge the world with equity. Uh, We pray that we might be a people who offer ourselves to you, offer everything we have, our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our money, our time, uh, and that we might encourage others to do so as well. Let us worship you, the God who is worthy. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. And we'll be back next time with another psalm. Bye for now. Bye.